If you ever thought about becoming a freelancer, but wondered if you could make it, you've come to the right place. This is Freelance Cannot Really Make It, the podcast where we talk about the ups and downs of being a self-employed freelancer, entrepreneur, whether you're a photographer like me, or a singer, songwriter, poet, artist, clothing designer, whatever the case may be, we discuss all the downs and things that we have to deal with as freelancers, but also the ups, the solution. Welcome. My name is Ahmed. I'm Creative Roberson. Let's get on with the show. So yeah, it's been a while. I've been busy, but I'm back. I'm here. I haven't abandoned y'all. Um, if you've been listening to my podcast, previous episodes, I appreciate you guys more than you know, and that round of applause is for you. If you want to advertise on this podcast, please send me an email at ahmed at aroberson.photo.com. That's A-H-M-E-D at A-R-O-B-E-R-S-O-N-P-H-O-T-O.com so we can discuss your advertising needs and rates. And with that being said, let's get into this episode real quick. It's not going to be a super long one, but I just want to talk to you guys about usage rights and contracts. Um, I'm speaking from photography, of course, but you can relate that you can apply this to any field that you're in, especially if you're like a songwriter, poetry writer, book writer, clothing designer, anything like that, right? An artist, like a sketch artist with pens and pencils and markers and ink and stuff like that. This is what can happen if you saw my advertisement, my uh, reel on Instagram and Facebook that drew you to this episode, I was talking about how you can be forced, for lack of a better word, forced into a partnership with someone. So I'm going to speak from photography, but again, attach it to anything that you do in your freelancing career. So for photography, for me, I do all my photography. I do all of my photo editing. I don't outsource anything. And 99.999% of the time I work alone. And it's not that I'm hoarding anything or secretive about anything. It's just that I have a signature style that I've developed over these past 18 years of me doing this. You know, I have my style and of course I could teach someone my style, but I don't have time for one to be trying to teach anybody my style. And, um, you know, it's, I mean, it's my style is my thing is the way I work and all that stuff. So I don't mind doing the work again. It's my signature style. And I, if you've, you've heard me say it many times before, if we all did things the same, if everything was the same, what kind of boring world would that be? You know, um, for example, car audio, you know, I know you've seen my other posts, other videos and stuff. I do car audio. Been, I was been in and out of the car audio game for like 29 years, man. You know, man, I'm old. (laughs) I've been doing stuff. But um, car audio, for example, I tune cars, you know, on occasion, if somebody asks me to tune their car, you know, I, depending on their system, I charge them whatever it's worth, uh, you know, for my time uh, to tune their systems, but it's only per request. If, I mean, otherwise, you know, I don't offer tuning directly to people. Like I don't reach out and say, Hey man, your system sucks. Uh, Let me tune it for you because The way I think about photography, as in if all of our work looked the same, what kind of boring world would this be? Well, it's the same for car audio. If all of our cars were tuned by the same person and all our cars end up sounding the same, I mean, 
you know, I, I've gone to tons and tons and tons of car shows, car audio shows or whatever, and I get demos from different cars, different manufacturers, different system set, setups. How boring would life be if there were like 10 or 20 cars at the show and all 10 or 20 cars sounded the same? I just get in one car, listen, and then I leave. It'd be no need to go to the other cars because they're all tuned by the same person, done by the same person, and they all sound the same. There's no fun in that. There's no fun in that at all. You know, the fun is, oh, man, this car sounds dope. Let me try this car, see if it sounds better. Now nah, it don't sound as good. Let me try that one. Oh, this car is better than that one. Oh, man, this is fun. Same thing with photography. Wow, I recognize that person's work right off the bat. That work is pretty dope. I love their style. Oh, wait, look at this artist. This is pretty dope. Same thing with clothing design and stuff like that. Songwriters, poets, so on and so forth. Again, if everything was the same, how boring would this world be? So, uh, you know, it's good to be different. But going back to the original point of being forced into a partnership with somebody, you know, I, I think I'm pretty good at Photoshop, pretty good at what I, I do. I've been doing it for a long time and I think I've earned my stripes, you know, and that's not me being uh, uh, cocky or anything or bragging or anything. I am super humble about my work. You know, I'm super humble. I take my work very seriously. Now, if I was to create a work of art for somebody and they liked it, but then they thought, hey, man, let me use one of these apps or filters or even Photoshop themselves. And they get in there and they start changing the way the photo looks. Just say they posted my photo on their social media. And then they took the photo that they edited beyond what I already did, posted it on social media, and it got more attention than my photo. I mean, for whatever reason, it could be better, could not be. It just depends on who saw it, who liked it. But whatever the case, somebody says, oh, man. I need my photos edited like that. Now you're taking my work and going further and turning it into your work. So what if you can't shoot photos like me, but you can edit better than me, or you can take my work and go further than me, making it better to your fan base. So now I shoot the photos. I edit the photos. Now I got to give them to you to take it a step further. That sucks. That sucks. That ruins it for me. And that's somebody pig piggybacking off my work. Same thing with clothing design and all that. If you made a, a garment, a shirt, dress, skirt, whatever the case may be, and then somebody's like, oh, I think it needs a fold or a crease or a slit here. And then all of a sudden, society as a whole, your customer base thinks it's better. Now, I mean, of course, you can go back and refine your designs and all that, but they're not your designs anymore. Now you're you're basically going back and forth off of your designs and somebody else's design that went further than yours. So you're forced into a partnership because they're going to get a piece of the action every single time because they're taking your work to a different level. Another level could be better. Most likely it is if they're getting that type of attention, right? The bad thing about that is, again, you're forced into a partnership. And especially if you weren't planning on being in a partnership, now you're stuck. So, it, uh, I mean... Basically, I mean, I was going to say for lack of a better word, but the truth is they're stealing your work. You know, they're stealing your work and turning it into theirs. And that doesn't apply. That doesn't apply to everything across the board. And I'll explain in a second. That doesn't apply to all property. I believe is you know, the term is intellectual property. It doesn't belong to all intellectual uh, uh, property across the board. But in our artist world, in our freelancing world, it does. If we specify that in our contracts. You know, and that's the importance of having a contract that says you cannot edit my work once it's been delivered to you. You have to take the work as is. I do revisions upon your requests. 
you know, within reason, I'm not going to sit there and go back and forth 20 times uh, making incremental cha uh, changes that the average person is not going to even recognize. I'm not going to do that. But, um, uh, you know, I, I will do revisions to meet your vision. Um, so, but if you go further than that, you're taking my work and turning it into yours, you know, but I have contracts. My contracts specifically state, you know, I do the photography alone. I do the editing myself. And once agreed upon, I submit the work to you. It cannot be altered further than what I've submitted to you. If you want revisions beyond the final submission, then that comes at a different cost and I'll go per your instruction. But you can't take it yourself and then change it. And then you post it out there like, yeah, I got these photos done. And then you did the edit. And they're like, oh, who did your photos? Oh, I made my photos. Yeah, but I did the edit. See what I'm saying? Now I'm stuck with you. Now I'm stuck with you. And again, that ain't me like hoarding and like, oh, man, you know, only I can be a photographer or only I can do photo edits. But this is my business. So in my business, yeah, if you want to do your own edits and all that, I mean, I mean, I can't stop you from uh, being, becoming a photographer, finding another photographer that's willing to do that with you. But if it's not stated in your contract that it's okay for them to do that, then again, they're stealing your work and turning it into theirs. Now, going back, I said, I was going to talk about that. It doesn't apply to everything in this business. Take for example, automobiles, cars, no matter what manufacturer you buy, Chevy, uh, Ford, uh, Nissan, um, Toyota, whatever the car you buy, you can take that car change the paint, customize the paint, the grill, the lights, um, the interior, the rims, the brakes, suspension, you can lower it, you can raise it, whatever the case you may be, and never has Ford, Chevy, Toyota, Nissan, or anybody ever come after someone and said, you were, you were not supposed to alter our cars. You know, that car, it's, it's sold as a piece, and once they sell it, they basically do away with it. And that could also be because you're not taking that car and changing the name and remarketing it, repurposing it, you know, but if you take my work and re-edit it and then put it out there, you're repurposing my work for your profit. Can't do that. And I, I, I'm, I'm sure that would apply to the automobile, automobile world too. You can't take my car, my, my Toyota, and then turn around, make some alterations to it and then put a new name on it and say, it's not a Toyota, it's your Yoda. You can't do stuff like that. <laughs> you can't do stuff like that. So, um, yeah, you, you gotta be, you, you have to have for your protection as an artist, you have to have contracts. You can go a uh, verbal agreement, but you know, it is extremely difficult to prove a ver verbal agreement and who would want to go back and forth with somebody in court, any kind, any type of litigation over a verbal agreement, trying to prove basically he said, she said. But if you write up a contract and it doesn't take much, it doesn't even have to be a technically uh, legal termination uh, um, type of contract, you know, um, or terminology rather. That's the word I was looking for. Legal terminology type of contract. It could be a straightforward layman's contract. Like I'm taking these photos. I'm going to edit these photos per your request. You cannot edit them further, period. It doesn't have to be wherefore thou their art forthcoming and all this uh, legal jargon has doesn't have to be any of that. It can be a straightforward contract saying you cannot do anything beyond what I submit to you uh, that you approve upon receipt. Simple as that. 
And I recommend that you guys do that to protect yourself going forward. It can happen. I mean, it happens to people who have legally binding contracts. Work is pirated, stolen, repurposed all the time. And then you have to send out a cease and desist letter and um, all that and go back and forth. And it's a headache. You know, I've, I've had to send out letters like that before. I've seen other artists have to send out letters like that, like stop using my work and claiming it as your own. You're profiting off my work. If I see you doing that again, I'm going to sue you for all the profits you made and everything that you've made off my work is going to be forfeited to me. And, you know, the person that's pirating your work doesn't want to have to deal with that. So they usually end up stopping. But the fact that they're bold enough to take it and use it like that, you know, I know times have changed and the world is changing and is moving fast, but still uh, the copyright still belongs to the artist. You know, that still remains. So in order to protect your copyright, your uh, intellectual property, your creations, please get yourself a contract. And a final please, an, an additional please to the end of this podcast episode is please pay it forward. Pay some greatness forward. Pay some good spirit, good feelings forward. If people going through it, I mean, life is hard. It's always going to be hard. It's always going to be good. It's going to be, it's going to bo- both, it's going to be both good and bad at the same time in a lot of instances, you know? Something in your life could be going really good and really great. Something could be going really bad. Sometimes the bad outweighs the good. And you might come across somebody who's feeling that. But if you smile and say hi, you know, that could change their mood. You don't necessarily have to flirt or even start a full-blown conversation. But just saying hi to somebody in need at that time can be a game changer. So if you appreciated this episode, you know, share it, like it, subscribe, all that. Tell your friends about it, especially if they're into freelancing. But also, if you like this episode, just smile at somebody, say hi, it'll make their day and it could make yours too. Until next time, I'll be talking to you guys.